what is going on everybody happy sunday happy sunday happy sunday service i hope everybody had a great week um and is getting ready to enter into a new week here um as as we go ahead and get started i just want to remind everybody um if you're new tuning in for the first time welcome happy sunday happy to have you here um if you are new and you aren't already a part of our facebook community make sure to go on facebook.com search creative finance with pace morby and join our facebook community there's a lot of people within our community doing deals with other investors in there and if you're new you don't really know where to start there's so many great people in our community that are going to be happy to help you um and happy to you know, be, be a resource for you. So that's all we've done, you know, uh, over these last couple of years, you know, Pace and I started Sunday service summer of 2019. This is pretty crazy. We're going into 2022 soon. And, you know, it, it's, it's pretty crazy seeing how, you know, we've just continued doing this and seeing the community grow. So, um, you know, the, the, the goal of Sunday service is, and has always been about, you know, talking about at the core, the deals that, you know, Pace, myself and our partner, Matt are doing in our business, talking about those deals, sharing the things that we're finding that's working for us, talking about things that we're seeing that may not be working as much anymore and trying to just give back to what's been, you know, all the things that have been given to us. You know, we've been remarkably blessed with real estate. So that's why we created Sunday service. And that's why we're excited to, to continue doing this you know, each and every Sunday. So, uh, you know, for everybody that is new and for those of you that maybe have been listening for a while, just so you know, Sunday service is on Spotify and iTunes. So if you're driving to work or you're driving to school during the day, listen to a past episode uh, on your commute. Um, one of my mentors early on, um, Alex says, first time to be here live. Welcome, welcome, Alex. So, um, you know, one of my mentors, I just want to share this and then we'll dive into the topic for tonight. So one of my mentors when I was about, it's probably, I was 17 years old at this time. And I was, I was always driving around listening to music. You know, I had subwoofers in my car and always wanted to be listening to music and, and, you know, rappers and, you know, memorizing lyrics of my favorite songs. And, uh, I had a mentor that told me, he's like, Cody, uh, you have to, you know, change up what you're doing when you're, when you're driving around every day. And the thing that he told me is like, dude, like turn your car into a mobile classroom. And I said, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, when you're driving to school, when you're driving to work, wherever you're driving to on a day-to-day -day basis, you can be listening to content. You could be listening to things that are going to help you get better. And the better you become, the better you're going to perform, the better you perform, the more money you're going to be able to make. And that was my goal at that time. So uh, I want to encourage everybody listening in, whether it's Sunday service or something else, making sure that you're taking that time when you're driving around during the day and listening to some content that's going to help you grow and go to that next level. So... Oh my gosh, Daniel, you, Cody, you got bars. Definitely not just singing horribly to whatever song that I was listening to when I was 17 years old and still sometimes today, but you know, there, there's that. <laughs> um, welcome, welcome everybody. So what the, what we want to talk about tonight is more specifically around a deal situation. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys in the comment section. If you have if you have not yet to do a deal, I, I want to hear from you. Um, let's see. Comment in the section below deal. Um, I'd love to hear how many of you have not gotten your first deal yet. I'm going to be talking about um, a breakdown of a case study of a deal. Um, the reason that I like to do these case studies of deals is really the, the biggest reason is to show like the reality of what this business is and you know, how, um, how a deal comes together and some of the challenges that you can experience when, as you're working through, you know, getting, getting deals done, um, and showing the payoff of what, what that can look like, you know, when you have the patience to work through it. 
So a lot of people, so a lot of people haven't gotten their first deal yet. Again, for those of you that just joined in, making make sure to go to the Facebook group, Creative Finance with Pace Morby, search that, jump into our community. So a lot of people, well, welcome everybody. Um, so Alex is saying, I listened to the podcast, but I haven't seen any new for this month. We've been live every Sunday. Um, not sure why, but we are live every Sunday. I'm not sure where you might be missing us, but you could always go and follow myself, Cody Barton on YouTube or Pace Morby on YouTube and see it streamed every Sunday and the replays on there as well. All right. Let's see here. Okay. So, um, I want to talk about a deal that, uh, Pace and I got under contract two over two years ago. Like literally this is a, uh, this is a long time coming. And I want to just share the, the story of how this deal came about um, and, and share some of the lessons that we took away throughout this process because it's been a very long process. So this is going to, um, you know, it, it's a story for sure. So we got this property on Coolidge Street under contract a little over two and a half years ago. So literally two and a half years ago. It's crazy now. So this is summer of 2019. Uh, we, we had cold callers in our business, just like we still do today. Um, for those of you that, you know, may not know one of our primary lead generation strategies for us to get deals in our real estate business is cold calling. Um, it's been a bread and butter of ours. And so we get this lead two and a half years ago. Um, the guy's name is Millard and we find out Millard actually, um, some backstory on this deal. Millard, the seller that was on title, isn't who we ended up speaking to. We, we ended up speaking to Millard's son that was living in this property. And so, oh, yo, what up? Yo, yo, what up, dog? <laughs> How you doing, bro? Sorry I'm late. Good, good, dude. Got some Olive Garden tonight or what? Bro, we crushed that Olive Garden. I, I was like, I need to spend some time with the kids. So I texted you and I was like, hey, I'm going to go spend an hour with the kids, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, my wife's like, "Where should we go?" I'm like, "Korean food or something." I was no like, "We don't idea. have time for Korean food. We got to go somewhere dope that's like close by." I was like, "Olive Garden." I haven't been to Olive Garden in like ten years. Let's go. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's better than it's ever been. It's better that's, than it's ever been. That's that's so great. After you did, after your, uh, you posted about it, Hyel was like. Pace went to Olive. I want Olive Garden. She's like trying to like order it. She's like, I want the breadsticks. <laughs> you got to get the breadsticks. Dip that in Alfredo sauce. You're freaking set for life, dude. So good. So good. So where are we at? Catch me up to speed. With Sunday service, guys. Freaking October, fourth quarter. I told the. Can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. So check this out. I um. I go to this basketball game of Asher's. Have yeah. you heard the story yet? No. Yeah, of course you haven't because it happened the other day. It's brand new. It's a brand new, new pace story. story. Brand new Perfect. pace story. Put it in the pay book of pacisms. I'm going to be telling this story for like 20 years. And right now I'm saying two nights ago this happened. But in 20 years, I'm going to be like 20 years and two nights ago. Please tell me you didn't see like a seller or something at the basketball game. No, no. That would okay. be that'd be funny. <laughs> So we go, um, you know, I'm on stage all day. I was at uh, an event for eight hours and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go spend time with my kids. And then I realized it's my son's last um, basketball game of the season. So I run over and I show up. It's like start of the second quarter and my son's team's undefeated and the team they're playing is undefeated. So it's like basically like the, it, they're not in the playoffs yet. Like playoffs are next week, mm -hmm. but it's like the showdown between the two best teams in the whole league, right? Mm -hmm. So I show up on its second quarter and my son's team is down 20 to zero. They haven't scored a, a point at all. And then okay? my son's team that's is rough. That's undefeated rough. team dog. Right. So what happens is there, I'm just like, Oh man, this is rough. Like something's <laughs> got to change. Something's got to change. So the last minute of the second quarter, that last minute of the second quarter, they score one point in a free throw. So it's like 23 or 28. I think it was 28 to one. So they had like almost a 28 point lead, right? 
So they go to halftime and they come back out of halftime and they start a full court press. So my son's team, the blue team, starts a full court press on the white team. Okay. Do you know what full court press is? Nope. Okay, cool. This is perfect. Okay. Here's what full court press is. It's where instead, you know how normally if I'm, if I'm on defense, I wait for the other team to come across the halfway point and that's yeah. when I start guarding them. Mm-hmm. That's normal defense. Okay. Full court press is where you literally go all the way to the other side of the court when they're passing the ball in at first and you're on them the second they have the ball. Right. So well before they even come across the halfway point, you're like on them, like you're not even letting them move and it's full court press. You're just going crazy on it. Right. You're going crazy on it. So it was just it was so intense. It was the most intense game I've like I I felt like I was watching the Super Bowl. It was crazy. So. You kind of already know where this game where this is going, otherwise I wouldn't be telling you the story. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So here's people are commenting about how like Cody nerd, my man. Wow, Cody. Bro, there's I don't so watch many sports. People. I told this story last night on um Ramon's stage, and um a lot of people, literally 60% of the audience had no idea, like no idea what full court press is. Okay. So full court press is a strategy that wears out the other team and it exhausts them to the point where they start making really stupid mistakes. That's the purpose of a full court press. So during the full court press, the, the white team who's up at this point, literally 25 points. Okay. They're up 25 points and the entire, the entire first half of the game, they'd only serve, they'd only like these kids games, they're not scoring a hundred points. Like literally these kids games are ending at like 40 or 50 points. So how is it that my son's team has the opportunity at all to come back, right? 20 to, to, 20 to one in second quarter, 28 to one at the beginning of like the third quarter. Okay. So you get, then get this kid on the white team that every time there's a foul called on my son's blue team, he starts going, but he does it like in the, everybody's face. And he just does it in the most aggressive way. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, somebody needs to just walk out there, pick you up and kick you in the ass. You know? (laughs) So what happens is my son's team, their coach just did such a phenomenal job. He just kept them hustling, 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 like with nothing to lose. I have, we have nothing to lose. My wife, love her. Hopefully she's not watching this because I don't want to call her out, but this is what happens. She goes, there's no way they're coming back. And I turned to her at the beginning of third quarter, right? When they start the full court press and I go, watch, they're winning this game. She's like, how are they going to win this game? So very, Laura. very long story short, they come back, bro. It's like the most unbelievable story ever. They're just aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. My son's elbowing and they're everybody is just crazy. Okay. The last minute of the game, the last minute of the game, they finally get a one point lead. They come back 28 to one dog, like 28 to one. They come back. Unbelievable. The last minute of the game. That kid the, on the white team that just every time there was a call made against my son's team, he's just clapping in, in the blue team's face. Like, literally would walk right up to you and just, oh, yeah, yeah. How do you like that? How do you like that? Like, talking so negatively. And I'm sitting here. punch that guy. <laughs> bro. Bro. So here's what happens. 58 seconds left on the clock. My son's team takes a one-point lead. Okay. Wow. My son's team takes a one point lead. Then the kid that's constantly clapping gets fouled out of the game, completely fouled out of the game. Perfect. He's out. So he's freaking out. He's punching the wall. He's doing all this kind of stuff. And here's, here's what ultimately happened. They end up winning the game by one point. A kid that hadn't scored a point the entire game they call a technical foul on the white team because they start getting super aggressive back. Like they're watching my team, my son's team get, you know, they're going to overtake them and they get a technical foul on. And this little kid that hadn't scored a game, a point the entire game, like looks like he's throwing a bag of potatoes. That ball was so heavy for him. (laughs) And he 
scores a free throw with like five seconds left to go and they win the game by one point. And I look at this game. It was amazing. And I loved watching. It was like watching Tiger win the Masters a couple of years ago when he made his big comeback and people call it the greatest comeback of all time. But he, I, I'm in the truck with Asher and I'm just like, gosh, bro, you have no idea how valuable that lesson is. You have no idea how valuable that lesson is. <laughs> And he's like, why? Like, okay, great. It's just a game, dad. He's like, it's cool. Like, yeah, we won. Like, it's cool, I guess. I'm like, it's not a game, bro. Let me tell you a couple of things. Have you ever felt like people in your family, your friends, people that are your colleagues are clapping at your failures behind your back and like rubbing things in your face? Like, oh yeah, you're going to, oh, you're going to be an entrepreneur. Oh, you're going to do real estate. Oh, you're going to do this. It's like that kid just clapping and applauding that like, you're not going to do well. Here's what's super interesting. Here's what's super interesting. Ironically, this ties into my life in a weird way. I have a friend. I used to have a friend when I was 30 that said some really negative things to me when I was like, I'm going full-time real estate. I'm, I'm getting out of construction. I'm getting out of this, blah, 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 blah. I'm going full-time construction. He's like, you'll fail. You'll fail. What are you doing? You'll fail. You'll fail. You'll fail. And I told myself, I'm like, you don't believe in me. You can't be my, you can't be in my circle. Literally. I almost, I want to show you this, but I don't want to show you his name. I've literally stopped texting him. He texts me every couple months. We can't, months, he we can't me. see it. I know. I don't want you to see it, but oh, okay. I want you to see that, that I have the text message. Sends me a text message 30 minutes before I get here. And now instead of him up, like talking bad behind me, like he was talking behind my friend and behind my back to my friends doing all this kind of stuff. He now is like, every time he sees me winning, he's like, Hey man, let's get together. Just saw the TV show. Let's get together. Just saw the this. Let's get together. Hey, saw you buy that buy that house. Let's get together. When when can we connect? And I'm like, there's so many life lessons in this in this basketball game, Asher. Here's a couple of them. Number one, how many people watching Sunday service right now have not got their first deal of the year? Guys, it's the fourth quarter of the basketball game. We're in the fourth quarter you are behind this is not time to relax this is not time to chill hey halloween's coming thanksgiving's coming christmas is coming new year's is coming literally the rest of real estate starts sleeping about thanksgiving till like january 5th people start sleeping vacation two weeks off this that and there guys it's the fourth freaking quarter it's the fourth quarter, and it's the one thing that Co I, I, I can say I'm very proud of my relationship with Cody and how Cody and I are so aligned with each other because we have the same thought process. We stress out two or three weeks before the fourth quarter. We're like, hold on, pump the brakes, fourth quarter, don't be here yet. We, we don't want to lose any time. We know the fourth quarter is coming. We're aware the fourth quarter is coming, and we're talking about it every single day, every single week, talking about a full court press. All the time. In fact, we just started a brand new um, thing. I don't want to call it a business. We just started a brand new thing that I am so excited about. And we're going to start pushing and pushing and pushing. And we're full court pressing it. Starting Tuesday, we're full court pressing this. And I'm so excited about it. And the last thing I'm thinking about is the holidays, right? The last thing I'm thinking about is the people that are applauding and wanting us to fail. We're too busy full court pressing all the way through the freaking year. And I couldn't be more proud to be on your team, bro. I couldn't be more proud to be on, on your team pushing hard all the way through the fourth quarter as if it doesn't matter if we have a lead. It doesn't matter what's going on. We are full court pressing. And I'm like, I'm sitting here telling Asher after I go, what what convinced you guys to finally full court press in quarter three? And he was like, we were waiting for our coach to tell us. Interesting. Interesting. So you are waiting for somebody to tell you to do something you already knew you needed to do. He's like, yeah. And I was like, that, let this be a lesson to you, man. When you grow up, that won't happen. Nobody's coming to tell you to do a full court press. No one's Nobody's coming to, coming to tell you. 
Right. Nobody's come. I've been seeing that on Instagram. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody. You have to do it yourself. You have to. And, you know, luckily you and I both have coaches. We both are a part of masterminds. We get around, be around the right people that are always like they're full court pressing. And so we get to learn by example. And that's why we come on podcasts and we talk about these things and we talk about deals we're actively in, which I side side swipe for the last 13 minutes. But man, I'm just like, here we are talking about this deal that we're doing, right? We have a new guy on our team, Kyle. Have you introduced like Kyle found this deal? No, I was actually talking about Coolidge because I was just... Oh, you're talking about Coolidge, the two-year-old deal? Yeah, and the reason I just started bringing it up is because I don't know how many times you have conversations with people that are new and getting started and, you know, they give up so soon and they, you know, they don't follow up with a lead that could turn into something and they... It's like that the fortune being in the follow up. And so I just I was just thinking about that deal today. And I'm like, you know, like, I just feel like it's a good story to tell um, just for people to understand, like the persistence and, you know, consistency that you have. I love, to it. Have. I love it. I love it. Let me let me let me just ask the people one more time before we get into some real estate stuff. Yeah. Guys, everybody in here, we got 250 people watching tonight. Thank you for coming. Appreciate you guys. Let me ask you guys a question. Are you guys feeling like you're behind and you're going into the fourth quarter? Or do you feel like you have momentum going in the fourth quarter? What's going on? What are we working on? Christina Solara. Pace, this day last year, I lost my dad. I was in an awful relationship and miserable. Tomorrow, I close my first sub two for my portfolio. <laughs> Amazing. I decided to push forward and full court press. Christina, I am so proud of you. Guys, give Christina some love. She's a, she's a sub two student. That's amazing. I didn't I didn't even know that that's what the message said, and I clicked on it. I just saw that you know you, last year you lost your dad. Man, that gets me emotional. Wow, this day last year I lost my dad. I was in an awful relationship and miserable. Tomorrow I close on my first sub two for my portfolio. I decided to push forward and full court press. Guys, let's let's do let's do Christina a favor. Let's type in the comments. Everybody, I want to blow up the comments and just type in congratulations Christina and write full court press. Are you guys ready for full court press for the rest of the year? Have you accomplished all of your goals? I can tell you Cody, we talked about this last year. Christina, I can't state this enough how proud of you Cody and I both are. We're very very proud of you. Amazing. Cody and I talked about this last year. We said all of the things that happened to us in 2020 were because of the things we did in 2019. Literally yes. everything that happened good to us in 2020 is because of the work we did in the last quarter of 2019. Yep. And so I, I'm, I'm looking at like, okay, 2022 how good is that year going to be for you and I? I already know it's going to be great. It's going to be better than last year because you and I have momentum going into the fourth quarter and we still are going to full court press. Yeah. Right. And not only that, but we are leading the charge. I feel like in the industry with all of the students that we work between the zero to hero students and sub two students, I feel like we are leading the charge in the industry of helping other people get deals that have never paid us a penny. We have 64 accounted for deals in this 30-day challenge that we're doing right now that are non-sub-2 and non-zero-to-hero students because the zero-to-hero and sub-2 students are helping them do it. Did you see my post from Jeremy Davis? He got five deals last week for five non-sub-2 students. That's insane. Insane. Five deals in a week. And that's the thing that's amazing is that it's not only helping students get deals, it's helping non-students get deals and them collaborate with each other. This challenge is way more than a driving for deals challenge. It is so absolutely epic. And this coming week, Cody, myself, and Matt, are we're going to be running the challenge at an elevated level. We're going to start door knocking next week. We're going to open escrow on a cash deal at our title company, do it all live. Everything's going to be done live. Man, 
we just want to keep fighting for you guys and keep bringing you value. And with our students by our side, I feel like we're an unstoppable force to change this industry because sometimes I feel like this industry can be really slimy in terms of like educators and whatever else. And I'm not knocking them. It's just maybe not our, our, you know, style, but man, I feel so good going into the fourth quarter with the team that we have and knowing Everything we're doing right now is just going to compound into 2022. So, Christina, last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to let Cody start breaking down this deal. We are so proud of you. So happy to see that. And thank you to all the students that are helping out with this challenge that we're doing. This 30-day challenge has been epic, and we're super proud of all of you guys to have us by our sides. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Cody, back to you, brother. Love it, love it. Yeah, so... um I was just talking about how, you know, the original source of where that uh, the Coolidge deal came from, where it was a, a cold call lead. It was followed up on a lot, you know, 20 plus times to finally get this deal under contract. So then as soon as we get it under contract, we find out it has to go through probate. Hmm. I just feel like you're going to tell the story so much better pace. Like I'm just like listening to this story about Asher's basketball game. And I'm just like, man, like this is freaking good. How good is that? Dude, so good. I w This morning, I woke up with Asher, and I was like, bro. He's like, dad, chill, chill, slow down. I, I like, could just see Asher, like, too. He's just like, yeah. It's, I, yeah when you it's see good. Asher tomorrow in our business meeting, go full court press, Asher. He'll go, I, I know, Cody. I know. <laughs> yes, yes, I got it. <laughs> um, I, Dude, you tell the story. I actually, Zach came over to my house today to record some stuff. And I was like, dude, can you give me two hours? My voice box hurts so bad from talking all week <laughs> long with the challenge and everything else. Mm -hmm. My, As much as I'm excited to be on here, I'm like, I want Cody to talk. So my voice box just doesn't hurt anymore. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So, so we have, we have this deal. Uh, and one of the, we still get referrals from probate attorneys pretty frequently. It's one of our, you know, our best lead sources. And for those of you that are like, what the heck is probate? So essentially what happens is there's a lot of people that don't have a will. So if somebody passes away and they own property and they don't have a will, what's going to happen is they're, they're that all of that, you know, value of their property is going to have to go through probate. The long story short of what probate is, it's the legal process for transferring assets to the rightful heirs of that property, essentially. And where attorneys get paid a bunch of money to, you know, do that process. And essentially, that's what we had to do. Um, there was uh, a man, Millard, which is the seller that I was talking to you guys about. And so Millard passes away. His wife, Carol, is in an assisted living home and they have their son nathan that's living in the property and he's doing drugs in there bringing all of his friends over to do drugs selling drugs out of the house doing whatever else you're doing in a house where there's lots of drugs and needles and craziness going on in the property and so uh, the mom, Carol, that's in the assisted living, she's so excited to sell it because she just wants to be done with it. She doesn't have the heart. Um, she doesn't have the heart to, you know, kick her own son out of the house. So that was part of the deal was like, hey, you guys buy this and then deal with my, you know, drug addict son and I'm happy to sell it to you. So we get this property in 2019, summer of 2019, we get it under contract for $145,000 which was a good deal then ARV was like 250 and 2019 for this property. And fast forward, we go through this probate process. It takes six, seven, eight months. And we're so excited. Probate finishes and guess what month it is? March, 2020. And if anybody can guess what happened in March of 2020, mm. that was amazing for this world, the change in so many ways, COVID, COVID happened. So we get through probate. We spent all this money taking it through probate. And then we're finally ready to close on the property March of 2020. COVID happens. The assisted living homes shut down. They're not seeing notaries. They're not allowing the, the residents in there that are high risk. They're not allowing them to go out to title companies and, and sign for properties. So we get roadblocked. 
March 2020. No problem. We have we have lots of deals. We're doing deals. We're doing business. We, we're doing other flips. We're doing other wholesale deals. We're doing other rentals. So this deal is just sitting on the sideline. We're following up, following up. God bless Pace's wife, Laura. She was following up with that assisted living facility probably a couple times a month, all of 2020. And for anybody that knows and has you know family or friends that were in assisted living, it was a nightmare trying to do anything and get in those get into them during all of last year. And so during this process, um, we just kind of let it sit on the side. We're just you know waiting for uh, assisted living to open up again. End of the year, some of them are starting to get a little bit more lax, like December of 2020, beginning of this year, they're starting to get a little bit more lax. And then we finally we're getting we get an appointment to be able to go see Carol and to be able to finalize the documents. And what happens is we let our title company know. We say, we're ready to close. Let's close this bad boy up and we're ready to buy this. Now the ARV of the properties went up to over 300,000. We're like, we're going to make more money on it. The Carol's super happy to get this done. And then another hurdle happens. We find out, we open up title. Carol, in the same month that we're ready to close, signs a contract with another buyer. That hurt drug addict son convinces her to sign with. And what does that other buyer do, Pace? What do they what do they do kindly for us to, you know, uh, during that process? What's so funny about this other buyer, um, the company, you know, they follow you and I on Instagram. They're part of our free, free creative finance Facebook group. And they go, they know that we're the ones with the contract. So they go lock it up and then they, they oh my gosh, they sue the seller they sue the seller and they lock up this whole entire contract. And my wife is like, dude, these people follow you. You should reach out to them. I was like, babe, we're above all that. I'm not reaching out to them. Call the attorneys. I'm not playing. I don't play around anymore. Like call the attorneys. So we call the attorneys. It was a simple email and I moved, I disconnected myself from it. Cause it's like, move on, go get more deals, go provide more value. I'm not going to get locked up in one situation. And I knew that we had the rights over this property. Yep. So 100%. we call Sean St. Clair. Sean St. Clair gets involved. His office gets involved. And he goes, and this was interesting. We find, obviously, there's a memorandum on the property from the other wholesaler. Rylis is on here, actually. Our uh, our probate attorney that ran this through probate two years ago. Yeah, Shout we, out paid, to we paid Rylis to get us through this. And actually, Rylis kept this deal alive for us because he, um, I don't want to get into too much detail. I don't want to get him in trouble. But Rylis really helped this situation incredibly yeah. incredibly we gotta give rylas dana some love he's our probate attorney a good friend of ours somebody that pro provides a tremendous amount of value to um the real estate community yep. and they sued the seller over i can't remember what what did they sue the seller over it was either breach of contract yeah or, it was breach of contract just non-performance on the agreement it, it was no it was something more than that it was like um, false falsely signing a document something like that fraudulent doc i don't know something where they were like, you shouldn't have signed a contract with us in the first place. You lied to us and you did this and you did that. And we have damages and blah, 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 blah. And so this is funny. John Talcott says, did you kill a fly with a hammer? <laughs> yes. Sometimes when you get a deal going on with a wholesaler, um, calling an attorney instead of trying to deal with it yourself is like killing a fly with a hammer. Do you need to kill a fly with a hammer? No but you kill a fly with a hammer to send a message to all the other flies. That's why you do it. I'm not going to mess around. I'm not playing around. This is my livelihood. This is my business. I'm not playing around with you. Watch me destroy this other fly with a hammer. Okay. So here's what happened. The, um, our attorney got them to, uh, we forced them to remove their memorandum. Okay. And five then once later, how many, it was like five months, five, six months of that. Amazing. Meanwhile, property continues to go up, continues to go up, continues to go up. I had no idea, by the way, that that house, when I went to the house to sign that contract, I had no idea that that house was going to end up being on a TV show. Like that, if you could have like gone back to me and go, hey, just so you know, two when you sign this contract, in two and a half years, it's going to be on a TV show. So weird how this deal worked out. So everybody guessed that. Super weird. So here's what happens. We um, get the memorandum taken off. We then hurry to close escrow on the deal. And then they turn around and sue the seller. Did they name us in their lawsuit? 
they did originally, and then they released it um, three months after we closed. <laughs> so finally, so we close on it. We, we close on it with hard money, right? So we're sitting there making hard money payments every single month because we feel like we're in, in the right. And they're still suing the seller, suing the seller. And here's what happened. The people who sued us and locked up the seller and did all that kind of stuff, they ultimately just ran out of money. They ran out of energy. They ran out of steam. That's it. And so when you guys run into these situations with other wholesalers, I know it sounds demoralizing to be like, I don't have the money to fight people. Guys, this is why squatting up is so important. This is why doing deals with other people experienced that have capital that can fight this kind of stuff is so important. I remember um, Eric Kabata. This is an unrelated story, but it's a very similar story, and it'll take 45 seconds. I buy a deal from Eric Kabata on um, Instagram, okay? B. Miller, I think that, uh, that house is on episode six or episode seven. It's coming up, okay? Um, real quick, Will Dodd, everybody, please help me out. I, tell everybody what the, what the air meet link is for everybody, please, in the side chat. Everybody that's part of the 30-day challenge, please let Will Dodd and everybody else know what the air meet link is for. Please help me out so I can stay on topic. So Eric Kabat, I buy this deal from him on Instagram. He calls me like a week. I don't close on it. I just open escrow with him. He's wholesaling the deal to me. And he calls me up. He's like, hey, my seller's not going to move forward with us. He wants to cancel. I was like, the hell he's going to cancel. Your seller's not canceling. Your seller got another offer. He's like, how do you know? I'm like, Eric, come on, bro. You're, look who you're talking to. I've done a couple of deals. So long story short, I called Danielle Graham, who was my attorney at the time. I still love Danielle, but we've, we've hired, you know, um, relationship with Rylas, relationship with Sean. And Danielle Graham gets involved in this deal. And we end up finding out that the seller did go and sign with another wholesaler. And so I spent $7,500, $7,500 going after that seller for breach of contract, breach of contract and it's called the lawsuit is called specific performance is the name of the is the name of the um, lawsuit. You go after sellers for specific performance. That's the name of the the breach okay, or the the lawsuit. So we go after them. We actually never get into litigation because we end up settling, and the seller ends up having to pay all of my attorney's costs plus a twenty thousand dollar damage against the purchase price. So. Eric Kabata ended up making a whole bunch more money. I got all my attorney's fees back and it only took like 45 days. Okay. The seller was ghosting Eric Kabata the entire time, not replying, not texting, not whatever. And we forced that seller to walk into a title company, sign the closing docs and sign with us at $27,500 less money than what he originally signed with Eric for. Listen to that. That is the power of having the, a good contract. That's the power of having a good attorney. That's the power of making sure you file a memorandum on a property and protecting yourself. And that's what happened on this house on Coolidge is that we were protected. We had good attorneys. We had good paperwork. And we knew with 100% certainty that we were in the right. We had good people on our team. And so now we're in that deal. We have hard money on that deal, right, Cody? Yep. Um, who funded that for us? That was good old Frank West. Frank West. So we've got expensive hard money on that. Yeah. Okay. So we're racking. But here's the thing is now what is the ARV of that? The original ARV was 250. Now what is it? $400,000. It's gone up $150,000 in value. We will make an extra, I, we will make an extra $100,000 minimum on this deal for going through that. An extra $100,000. So are we currently renovating the property? I kind of feel like doing a meetup at this property right now. Not right now, but like, you know. I week. was like, uh, maybe when it's a little bit more cleaned up. <laughs> yeah. How far is it? It, it? It's a hero. It was a heroin den. We actually yes. had the, uh, the TV crew when we went on the show. Um, this was about two months ago. We went and took the film crew there. Our film crew, by the way, this is how bad the house is. Our film crew came off of um, police shows and ambulance chasing shows where they like jump out of the back of an ambulance on people like car scenes and drive by shootings and people getting shot in the face and all, all sorts of crazy things. These people are like jumping out of helicopters. 
That's the film crew that um, filmed our TV show. And what they did is they come to this house and they were like, we are not going in that house. We are not going in that house. There's heroin needles on heroin needles. There's people in the attic. It's like cockroach city. It's horrible. There was so much trash in the backyard that you could walk through over the pool because the pool is so full of trash. And so at one point we were going to assign this deal and how much were we going to make originally? Like when we first looked at this deal, we were going to make like maybe 15, 20 grand yeah, assigning like 15, it. Like 15 grand. <laughs> now we're going to fix and flip it and we'll make probably a hundred to 150,000 bucks. Yeah. 150. Freaking love that. It's so what, what would you say is the moral of the story for this deal? So I would say that, I mean, the, the moral of the story is two parts. Part one is when you have a deal, pretend you don't have any deals. Like every single day is a new day. Any deal that you've got in the past is dead to you and you have to go and create new business. There needs to be new opportunity created every single day because like this is a two year situation. We didn't get paid on this in 2019 when we got the deal. We're going to get paid on it in 2022 because it's going to take until then to renovate this thing. So that, you know, that's part one is always be getting the next deal. Just be, don't rest on your laurels when you get a deal and think, okay, I got a deal. I can, you know, stop working as hard because I'm going to get paid 10, 20, 30 grand, whatever. Always be working that next deal. And the part two is the fortune is in the follow-up. This is a deal that took a tremendous amount of follow-up to work it through all these hurdles you know, thankfully we had, you know, a great, um, you know, a great attorney on the probate side helping us, you know, with Rylas getting the probate done to then Laura helping with, you know, continuing to stay in touch with the seller and the assisted living to then, you know, great attorneys that helped us push it through when we were dealing with the memorandum. There's just so many hurdles that had to, you know, be overcome and followed up with to get this deal to the finish line. So that, that is, so what did Alex say there? Case I saw. He says, I have, that, I have problem. that problem, Cody. I have a lead that me and my partner were working on and I stopped looking for more leads. That's actually a disease. It's a, a scientific disease. Cody, what do we call that disease? It's called one-itis. Oh, damn. One-itis. Is there a cure for that? Go get more leads. <laughs> Call it, talk to <laughs> get more deals. <laughs> the The worst thing to do is get a deal and then baby that deal to the finish line. And just like people find this way that they like, they get this lead and they're like cradling it. And it may not even be a lead. It may just be a suspect, not a true lead. They're just, they're, they're cradling this person that said they would sell. And then maybe they do get it under contract and then they baby it for that 30, 45 day, you know, escrow and somehow don't get any other business in those 45 days. Cause they're like calling title. Hey, how's the deal going? Are we still moving along? All right. Calling the end buyer there. You guys still buying it? Oh yeah. Like awesome. We're closing in two weeks. Like just sitting there babying that deal and they're not creating any new business. So check this out. Couple, one quick question. Juanito says, Pace, that means that when a seller signs a contract, he cannot back down 1,000%. When you sign a contract with a seller, they cannot legally cancel at any moment unless you do something wrong in the contract. If you breach contract, then they can cancel. If you do everything right and the seller refuses to sign, you go after them and you sue them for specific performance. I've never once and never will ever lose a battle with a seller over a specific performance case ever ever the seller will be required to sell that property to um by a judge okay i had this amazing deal amazing deal um probably five years ago this is back when i was a solo dude i didn't have cody by my side and what happened is i was sending out direct mail i get a deal I go lock up the deal. I then send it to somebody else to wholesale it for me because I didn't have a big buyer's list back then, five years ago. And this person ends up going to, the person that was wholesaling it for me ends up going to the freaking door of the lady and knocking on the door and saying, hey, I can show you how to, do you know about the story, Cody? I, I know the story. 
so he goes to the house and he gives her her he gives her his card stupidly and says i can show you how to get out of this contract with pace and then just sell it to me and i'll pay you five grand more because he was planning on making like eighty thousand dollars if he bought it directly whereas i was going to make the eighty thousand dollars if he just wholesaled it for me okay I tell people all the time, real cash buyers will never go around you. It's always the wholesalers that will go around you. The people who help you wholesale a deal, those are the people that will go around you. Not actual cash buyers. A, ca a real cash buyer won't go around you. So he goes to the door, gives her the card. Three, four days later, I get a letter from title company saying, hey, this lady's um, canceling. Okay. This lady's canceling. I was like, the hell she's canceling. Send me the letter. <laughs> it's the most articulate letter ever. And I'm like, this is, somebody drafted this. This lady doesn't, she she's never finished a sentence in her life. Like, what do you, what's going, what the hell? How is this grammatically so perfect? And I realized then somebody was coaching her behind the scenes. So what I do, I call my attorney, had my attorney call her and say, hi, my name is Danielle Graham. I represent Pace Morby. I want to know who your counsel is so I can reach out to send out a lawsuit. She loses her mind. She then says, I'm sorry, this is the person who told me to do X, Y, and Z. And she gives us the card. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The person who did this behind my back was also an attorney. We ended up going through a year-long battle, and we ended up getting that person disbarred for going and doing this. They lost their they lost their um, license to be able to uh, practice law. It was actually a lawyer and another wholesaler teamed up together. They had a, the wholesaler actually hired an attorney to go to the house and and knock on the door. Crazy, crazy, crazy story. Here's the great thing: is the property went up during that time frame, and I I didn't make eighty grand. I made a hundred thousand dollars. And I also learned a valuable lesson. That was, I actually, that one went to full litigation. Like we went to actual court over this. Okay. I have a public record of a lawsuit I was in. So whenever I have a seller that starts getting squirmish, I send them a copy of the public record of that lawsuit. And I say, this is what happened to this lady. Her name was April. This is what happened to April. Are you sure you want to walk down this path? Because the last time I went to litigation, this is what happened. The answer is no, a seller cannot legally cancel on your contract unless you do something stupid and you breach contract and you don't put in earnest money and you don't follow the, the, the rights of your contract, okay? Um, Kaylali uh, says, or, I'm sorry, I'm, I, the screen's far away. I can't really quite read that. I'm very sorry. But you say just any real estate attorney, um, yeah. A real estate attorney is is good. They should understand breach of contract. They should understand the basics of all that kind of stuff. So anyway, really great story. I, I want you guys to understand if you get a contract with a seller, the seller does not have the right to cancel at any point unless you breach contract. That's it. Um, so I would make sure you have a really good contract. All my sub two students, um, zero to hero students have great contracts. I would make sure you guys don't have some like free wholesale contract that you found on somebody else's website that's like, download my free contract, right? Don't don't use those because you're going to have a hard time holding those up in court. And also, a lot of those contracts don't state that the seller, if they, um, if they breach your contract, the, your contract needs to state that your seller has to pay for your, uh, your attorney's fees if the, you have to go and get an attorney involved. Um. Caleb says, Pace, can you send that case info to the sub two students? That's an ace in the hole that our partner has taken it out. It out. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. I'd freaking love to. So what you're saying is anytime a seller tries to back out or cancel, we should not back down or be scared and just let it go. Fight for the deal. Cody, what's the answer? I say yes and no. Yes, if they're trying to do something shady. No, if it's like little old lady Sue that wanted to sell their house was going to be like moving out of state to live live with her kids and then the kids decided not to let her live there anymore and she's not going to sell like i did I'm, i 
completely disagree with Cody on this. I would memorandum that deal, but I, I wouldn't force her to sell it. And if she's trying to get out of it to sell to someone else, force the deal. If she's trying to get out of it because she's just not moving to Iowa to live with her kids anymore, then I'm going to memorandum the deal. And then if she ever decides to sell it in the future, we're going to be the ones to buy it. Yes. So here's the thing about little old ladies. They are the most infamous liars of all time. <laughs> Okay, and I don't trust any of them. In fact, that the last time you and I were around a little old lady, that little old lady was talking about. Okay, we won't go into that one. Well, that's another story for another day. Here, here's what here's what the answer is on little old lady. So we've had cancellations in the past. Um, before Cody and I were partners, I had a cancellation of a little old lady. Here's what happened. She comes to me. We sign a contract, and she comes to me like. 30 days into our escrow. We had like a 60 day escrow. And she says, you know what? My husband and I decided to stay in the house. I'm like, okay, great. She says, I, we're going to stay in the house. You know, we're a VA. Please let us count. Can't, we're not a VA. We're a vet. We're a veteran family. Please let us cancel the deal. We're going to stay in the house. I go, okay, here's what I'll do for you. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that we have a memorandum on the property and that memorandum can be released after five years. And if you sell at any point in the next five years, I have the first right of refusal at the proper, at the price we just agreed to. And she's like, Oh, of course, of course, absolutely. No problem. Two weeks later, I get a call from a title company. Hey Pace, we need you to remove your memorandum. Well, why is that title company? Oh, well, because this little old lady is selling her house to another investor and you have a contract and you breached contract with this lady. I'm like, oh, I did, did I? Is that what she told you? And I told them the story and they were blown away. And so from that point forward, I it wasn't that point forward. I had been burned on other old ladies before, but I just realized that like the sweetest people that you fully trust as sellers, this is where my phrase came from that you guys hear me say all the time. Buyers are liars sellers are worse right and here's where here's where that conversation came from one day it was about two days after that little old lady thing happened my wife called me and she's like this buyer is trying to back out of the deal she's like i hate buyers they're such buyers are liars and i was like sellers are worse because <laughs> in my relationship with my wife and i when we first started the business i was seller facing. I was always talking to the seller and my wife was buyer facing. My wife was doing a lot of my disposition and transaction coordinating. And so we, it was, she's like, buyers are liars. And I go, sellers are worse. And it is absolutely true. So the answer is no, do, don't do that. And here's the other thing I need you to realize too. Um, oh my gosh. Raphael says I locked up a deal for 90 K was selling it for 210. Another wholesaler got involved and I had to change my price to 190 to not lose it. To not lose it, you literally had all legal, you have all legal uh, rights over that property. You have full 100%, you should not have raised your penny, should not have raised your contract a penny. Sellers have no right to come to you and cancel ever legally. And if you're an attorney, agree with me in the comments, because if you disagree with me, go back to law school. You're absolutely wrong. Your, your seller has no right to cancel, none. There's no lemon law in real estate. You sign a real estate <laughs> contract, okay? That's the thing a lot of people are like, oh, well, it, the seller can cancel anytime. No, they can't. They absolutely cannot cancel your contract. Tyler Townsley says, holy crap, $100,000 down the drain. If only you had a free wholesale or, or a Sunday service podcast that could have saved you a whole bunch of money. Did, any, did anybody get any value from this set of stories tonight? If you took one thing away, um, Pace, what do you do if you are in a state that doesn't allow a memorandum? Name a state that doesn't allow a memorandum. Um, Raphael says, I know they were threatening to cancel. I'm two months into wholesaling. I just didn't think of what you suggested. Yeah, they have no right. No right whatsoever. Okay. Um, I've never heard of a state not accepting a memorandum. And we, we, uh, we own, uh, no, Maryland. No, you can put, you can do a memorandum in Maryland. 
It might be called something else, Ingrid. That's the thing is a memorandum might be called something else in mem in, in Maryland. There's Sometimes it's called like a notice of interest. Yeah, something like that. You, every single state you can do that. Every single state. Um, Gwendolyn, that's a great name. Gwendolyn, that sounds like a book out of a, that sounds like the name out of a fairy tale. Gwendolyn. Um, dang, man. I mean, Raphael, yeah, you're right. I'm glad you got 20 grand instead of nothing. Um, Tyler Townsley says, Pace, what are some tips on how to tell stories better? Listen to Outcast. Um, there you go. Damien says they are called notice of settlement in other states. Cool. All right, guys. Um, this was a good Sunday service. I think what we should do is we should do a meetup for all of the uh, Arizona people if they want to come see that house on Coolidge, the house that took three years, but we still made over $100,000 on it. How about that? Yes. Let's do it. When do you want to do that? Um, when it's has no heroin needles. Probably when it's looking pretty in like January. Yeah, maybe we should. Do, that should be our first meetup of the year. We should do a, a January meetup. The weather will be perfect. It'll be great. Right. Yeah. Um, Wickley C says, how soon do you recommend filing a memorandum after the contract is signed? Guys, uh, a couple of months ago, we had Sean St. Clair come on Wholesale Hotline, and I paid Sean St. Clair $1,300 to redraft our cash contract, and we gave it away for free. I paid $1,300 for him to redraft the whole entire contract to make sure that you have the legal right to put a memorandum into your cash transactions. It was already in my sub two contracts and all of our creative finance contracts, but we paid Sean St. Clair to redraft all those contracts, and we gave that away. You have the ability to go and put a memorandum on any property at any time. We um, don't file a mem memorandum on every single property. We typically file a memorandum on properties we are um, feeling suspect about. Yes. Right. Um, Cody, what are your what are your um, last words for tonight's show? Well, like I say every time, if you're new, make sure to. Uh, hop on Facebook, join the Creative Finance with Pace Morby Facebook community, squad up with other investors, get involved with the community of people that are actually doing deals. And again, if you aren't listening to something that's going to help you grow, driving to work, driving to school during the week, check out Sunday Service on Spotify and iTunes. Have an amazing week, everybody. Amazing. Thank you, Cody. Guys, do us a favor. We are letting people into the 30-day challenge. The final day to get into that challenge is tomorrow. Going forward, we will only be sharing the link with specific people. We have talked about this so much. It's ridiculous. And I still get people DMing me like today, DMing me. What's this 30-day challenge you're talking about? Where have you been for the last two weeks? So if you have not joined the 30-day challenge, it's not too late. Tomorrow is the last day, and we will be closing it up and moving on. And we will not be doing another challenge until January of next year. And the challenge that we are doing next year is only a creative finance challenge for existing students. So you don't want to miss a quarter, our last quarter challenge um, and your ability to squat up with people. You see a lot of students doing a lot of deals with people. Jeremy Davis, for example, did five contracts, actually got a six contract tonight. Sounds like six contracts in six days. Collectively, we're probably well over 70 contracts now. Like I, I would imagine we're probably close to a hundred contracts for all the contracts. I don't know that exist, right? The only contracts I know exist are the ones that people DM me and we've been tallying up through the DMS. So guys, Please tune in tomorrow. We will see you guys on the 30-day challenge. This week, we're going to be knocking doors on Zoom. Have you ever seen anybody knock doors on Zoom, bro? No, I'm just like imagining how this is going to set up. I just imagine like Matt like carrying this like Wi-Fi hotspot and then like with like a freaking <laughs> GoPro like attached to his forehead or something. <laughs> we uh, we went on a buy point on Wednesday and Luciano just held the phone the whole time right at the, the seller and Matt <laughs> on Zoom. It was great. And then, and then I just narrated. I was like, here's what's going on. Here's why it's taking long. This is what he's pointing out. <laughs> it was phenomenal. And then on Thursday, we locked up a contract. No, I'm sorry. We locked up a contract on the live on Friday. It's a deal that um, I'm buying and partnering with somebody in Fayetteville, North Carolina. 
Um, we bought it cash, but we're going to sell it on a wrap. So we bought it cash and we're selling it creatively. So it's a really fun deal. We'll be talking about that. The deal that Matt signed on Thursday or Friday night, I can't remember. I think it was Thursday night. We will be opening escrow live at our title company tomorrow. So you guys will see exactly what it looks like to actually quote unquote open escrow for a lot of people that there's still a lot of mystery around there. It's going to be an exciting week. Look forward to seeing you guys a ton this week and the following weeks thereafter. Let's freaking full court press, guys. We'll see you tomorrow on the full court press 30-day challenge. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, oh.